Hey, it's Marie. Welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. In today's episode, I have a chat with Yvonne Dam, who shares with us her story of being a workaholic to becoming the CEO of her own life. Enjoy! Hi Yvonne, welcome to the Cook Coterie Podcast. I'm so grateful that you could join us today. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. It's my pleasure to be here. I am so excited for our conversation today. My first question for you is, how did you become the CEO of your life? Hmm. Well, that's a, a, thank you for that question. It's a good question. Well, um, basically, I, I worked in leadership positions in the corporate world for over 25 years. And I started in finances, I did HR, and I ended in change management. And all these uh, roles really asked something of me. And basically, um, I became um, a, a workaholic, and I was a drained workaholic. And I it got so bad that I burned out. And from that time, I started to conquer my work addiction. Um, and I thought I, you know, I thought by quitting my job and becoming a, a business owner, I was my leap to freedom. Little did I know that as freedom owner, you only work more, or most people do, until I decided, you know what, this is not why I started my business. And then I really made some drastic decisions. And from that, it only got better. And now I truly am the CEO of my life. It's, it's my life, my business, my rules. So um, I enjoy it a lot. Could you share a little bit more about when you were in the corporate world and, and what your mindset was like? Sure. So I worked for multinationals where if you would leave at five o'clock, you would get a joke, you know, are you taking the afternoon off? Um, <clears throat> and the uh, organization I worked was one where literally time was money. So um, one of the things, whenever you thought of a client, you had to write down your time and the time would be charged onto the client. Well, you can imagine that pretty soon you were thinking so much of the client that the bill would be astronomical and then the client wouldn't pay and you would be, you know, look bad at how can you charge so much and the client don't pay. So what you quickly ended up doing was working more hours, but not charging them all to the client because you know you already knew it wasn't going to work. Um, so it it really started. You know, there were so many ways that I felt pressured, or maybe not just pressured because I also really enjoyed the work. But there were ways that I was really encouraged to work more hours, work longer hours. Um, you know, you got ho- home. First thing you do, even when on the tube, you would already check your phone. You know, what are my emails? Because emails just kept coming in um, and it never stopped. And you were praised for working hard. You were praised for being early. You were praised for leaving late. And I had a lot of people pleasing in myself. You know, I always wanted to do more for others and I didn't make myself a priority. So, yeah. It's just, you know, I love my work, so I gave it all, and it, it didn't end well. When when did you have the realization that you are a priority and that you need to put yourself first? Well, 
Um, it's over 15 years ago that I ended on the couch, drained of any energy and even, you know, going under the shower already took energy of me. And that's, I think, when it started to dawn on me. All I've got is me, my health. And, and if I don't look after myself, there's basically nothing else. Um, and sometimes this realization only hits you when you can't, there's, I couldn't go further. I mean, I couldn't do anything. I was so drained. I had been ignoring so many signals. And, um, and that's when I started to realize, hey, I need to change things. I need to look after myself. Um, and I've had a very long time that I had kind of a stop and go situation. So I would feel very energetic. I would feel great. So my friends would ask me, would you want to do this? I would say, yes. Oh, there's an extra project on work. Oh, I've got energy. I'll do it. And then I would do too much and I had to stop again. So it's very difficult to find that balance you know what is okay to do work-wise what's okay to do socializing and what do I need as a person just to relax um, and you really need to investigate where do I get my energy from with being a woman society I feel like is changing in the sense that women can have it all be able to work provide for their family, create a family, but yet a lot of women are burned out. What advice would you have for women who do believe that the sky is the limit, but yet when their limits are pushed, they get burned out? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that you that you um, raise this question because I'm a very firm believer that you indeed can have it all. But, and I'm smiling, even though you can't see me, but I'm smiling. We women also have a tendency to want to do it all by ourselves. And I'm, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily helpful. You know, um, it's so funny that if if um, if a woman gets to the next level and the next level and the next level and she has children, she always gets the question, how do you do it? Combine work and children and, you know, how do you can how can you have it all? Whereas <clears throat> if her husband also climbs the ladder, nobody asks him because they all go like, well, he's figured it out. And I think that it's time for us to really get the help we need because you, you can have it all, but you do not have to do it all, not all by yourself. And there are critical things that I believe are very valuable and there are less critical things that you quickly should ask help with. So I'll, I'll give you an example because, you know, for me, um, so I have a daughter and, and I love her to pieces. So one of the things that I do is I spend time with her once she gets out of school. Because that's really, I like it. You know, I help her with her homework. Um, but I'm also very happy that she goes to some after school clubs. And she goes by herself because she's capable of doing that. And sometimes when I really have an important uh, appointment... I will ask one of her friends whether she can have a play date at their house. 
And if needs be, I will get my husband to do something if I'm if I'm at work because we're parents together. So it's not all on me. So it's it's really picking what you find critical and and make sure that that's a given. Kind of plan that in your calendar at first, and everything else around it can move. It's the same, for example, with cleaning. I. I don't like cleaning, so I hired someone to help me because I do value a clean house, but it's not my top priority for me to do it myself. And, you know, I I have friends who love, who always complain about that they need to do the laundry. Well, it's not my hobby either, but, you know, they complain. And then I say, so why don't you ask your partner to help? Well, he doesn't do it right. But, you know, then I'm lost. You either... Give it, uh, you need you needed to learn how to do the laundry yourself. You know, you've made things pink. Let them figure it out. So th- th- there's a two thing, you know, I often hear, well, I have to do it all by myself. It's also because a lot of women are afraid to ask for help or they want it to do, to be done in their way. And yeah, then you're cutting yourself short in my view. I actually want to go back to when you shared 15 years ago you were on your couch feeling incredibly burned out i'm curious what happened next what was your next step (laughs) well it took a long time i can tell you because i was really so it took me months before i could slowly recover um i really had to get into a very strict rhythm um really you know do things at a set time, really make sure that there was rest. Um, I had to learn what gave me energy and what costed energy. So, for example, I didn't realize that driving a car was so draining, but back then it truly was. Um, And I needed to start planning with my energy accordingly. So, for example, if I would have a great thing to do with friends on Saturday, then I would plan my Sunday as a PJ day, you know, nothing on Sunday because Saturday was costing me a lot of energy. So that's how I really needed to make sure that there was balance. Um, And I must say it was a trial and error situation. Um, But yeah, it, that's how, how I, worked around it and then slowly but surely I could do more Um, but there were other things you know eat healthy make sure that you know you take good care of your body Um, move you don't necessarily have to exercise or to work out but make sure you move enough be in the outside air Um, take good rest I know for example I'm an omnivore, as they call it, right? So I really like to be around people. But if I need to get more energy, I want to be on my own. And I know that. But for example, my partner, he's the opposite. If he's not around people, he he goes crazy. He doesn't get energy. So it's, it's just those things. You need to figure out what helps you and then do more of that. That's wonderful. I am I'm, I'm also curious when you did have this realization, how did it affect your family? Were they 
influenced by the changes you were making in your own life? Well, I, I must when I when I had a burnout 15 years ago, I was single. Um, okay. So they weren't affected. I can only imagine what it is if if it would have happened now. It would have affected them massively. Um, it, it infected my friends and my parents because all of a sudden I wasn't there anymore. I couldn't do anything, you know. Um, but if you're if you're truly with a with a family with a partner, children. It's tough because you basically, you can't do a lot. You're tired easily. Um, you're always tired on the wrong moments when your kids get home. <laughs> you know, it's it's really tough. So, yeah, it, it, it would definitely have affected them. Yvonne, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your work and share some experiences you've had with clients as you've helped them become the CEO of their lives. Sure, my pleasure. Yeah. So after all these, let's say, valuable lessons I had to learn, <laughs> I, I'm now on a mission. My mission is really to show people that you do not have to work 24-7 to be successful. And I know that society... You know, and like we said, especially women, we're led to believe that we need to work hard. We, you know, we, we always have to help others, be there for others, which is great, but not if it's if you are suffering. So um, what I help my clients with is to really find out how can I make myself a priority again without feeling guilty or being ashamed and really allowing myself to enjoy and preferably in a way that it doesn't cost me my career but i get to enhance my career and when you're a business owner i get to grow my business so that's really what i do for my clients i look at what are they busy with how can we make sure that they get results um, in such a way that they get more done in less time and with that they get more freedom in their private life as well and they really really start to make themselves number one um, but it it takes a strategy and it takes a lot of mindset shifts as you can imagine um, and that's why I coach people for a longer time so up to six months between three to six months because if you're so used to put yourself last, I can tell you, okay, so now you're a priority and everybody goes like, mm, sure. But in reality, it doesn't change that easily. We all know that. And, and that's why I love it when, when I see people telling me, you know, I, I had one client and she said, I'm in the busy season. Um, she was uh, in an audit firm, busy season, and I just took a day off. You know, that's, that sparks my joy. Or when people say, I, what happens a lot is also that we kind of start neglecting our health and, you know, working out and things like that. And when people say, oh, I started going back to the gym or start seeing friends again, those are the results that I really live for. Yeah. There might be someone listening who wants 
that for themselves, to be the CEO of their life. But it can sound kind of overwhelming and mm-hmm. and to to have to change a lot in their lives. If you could share maybe one thing that they can do right now, what could it be? Well, I honestly don't believe I don't believe in big changes. I wish I wish they were they were real. Um, <clears throat> but I don't believe in big changes because it's like when you want to lose weight. You know, you could go on a crash diet, you lose what is it, 20, 20 pounds or 20 stones or whatever you want to lose or 20 kilos. And then you go like, oh, this is great. But before you know it, you start eating normal and it's all back on and maybe even more. That's with big changes as well. I believe small changes. So if you're right now and you're feeling overwhelmed, because that's that happens a lot, you know, with everything that's going on in, in work, private, you know, kids, everything. Overwhelm starts when you go like, I need to do one thing. Oh my word, I need to do this and I need to do that. And before you know it, everything kind of comes crushing down and you feel horrible. Maybe you get anxiety, you stress out. So if this is you, if you feel like, oh, there's so much to do and I actually don't even know where to begin, take a deep breath. Honestly, take a couple of deep breaths. That's always helpful. And then just look at whatever is the most important thing right now. Okay. And there's always one thing. And then just realize, get back to that moment because all you have is here and now and focus on that one thing and everything else, push it aside, push it out of your mind if you can, it will come later. But now only focus on one thing. Be very mindful. If you you need a reminder, you know, maybe sit on your chair, feel your chair, feel your feet on the floor, Make a bit of contact with your body again. And you're like, okay, this is where I am now. Right. I'm going to do one thing. And that's how you tackle it. One thing at a time. But only start with focusing on one thing and everything else has to wait. Oh, and by the way, (laughs) women tend to multitask a lot. Yeah, that's a myth. That really takes more time than than it gives you time. So... Don't try to multitask because that truly doesn't work. I'm glad you sh- you shared that myth because it's definitely something that society has engraved. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. I feel like a lot of women can resonate with that. Why do you think that is? Why do you think a lot of women feel like they don't have a choice? they have to take care of everything, do everything 24-7? There are a couple of reasons. First reason is when you're a young girl, we are already uh, rewarded when we're kind. We're already rewarded when we share. You know, sharing is caring, right? Um, It's less expected from boys. Boys are more tough and brave and they need to muscle up. But girls are always praised when they are pleasing. So that's the first thing. It's, It's from a very young age, we are told we have to be kind, we have to share, we have to please, right? And then in many societies, women 
let's be honest, aren't equal to men yet, right? And and it's true that there's a lot of expectations um, we have to, if we want to have children, you look after them, you take care of them, but you also take care of the house, you also cook, you also have to work. It's already exhausting saying everything, but the reality is that in many countries it's expected of us. Um, so, you know, that's, and and then there is this. Um, there are. It's not just there are men who believe that that's the role of a woman, but there are also women who believe that they should do it. You know, even if if the man is willing, like I said, my friend who who wants to, her husband to do the laundry, but he's not doing it right. Yeah, well. <laughs> if you tell me I'm not doing the laundry right, I know what I will tell you. Great, you do it yourself then. I'm done. See, so there's there's this lot of it's it's just it's culturally, it's society, it's it's um we are praised for being people pleasing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. Well, I'm actually saying you shouldn't, but I, I'm saying don't put yourself last. That's that's more important. You can help other people. You can be there for other people, but not at your own expense. That's critical. Definitely. The, the importance of not betraying yourself or denying yourself of sometimes even just basic necessities. I remember when my son was born and just me and my husband with a newborn and there were some days I didn't even shower. It was just nonstop. I was breastfeeding, so every two hours just that just like clockwork I was feeding. And one day I told my husband, I need to I need to take a shower. Like that isn't even self care. That's a basic necessity. I need to be doing and it was moments like that that helped me realize that when I take care of myself I'm better able to serve those around me right because if I if I'm stressed and I feel gross and I'm exhausted I'm moody and it affects my husband and and our baby Yvonne is there Anything else you would like to share about putting yourself first and not last to our listeners? Well, you know, I think you raise a very important point. It's, you know, you're, you're I, I think every young mother, I know I've experienced the same. So you, you feel so, you barely feel alive in the beginning, right? And I was thinking about it because you're talking about breastfeeding, but that's also kind of, um, it's a wonderful experience, but it's again, the mother, the, the, the woman who's taking care of the child. And if you're lucky, you, you know, your partner ha- hands the baby to you. <laughs> but sometimes it's just, hey, I'm asleep, you go out of bed and you, you know, you feed the baby and, and, and it breaks you up. But it's, I'm not saying it's a wonderful experience, don't get me wrong, but it's also reinstating women need to take care and need to do it, right? And the other thing, 
I think what really helps to break the your own mindset that you have to do it all and you have to put yourself last is to become aware of it. Like you became aware, oh, I need a shower now. Hey, can you can you look after the little one because I'm gonna take a shower because I feel not happy right now, right? But it's so another thing is what I um, you know need to remind myself. So for example, when we go somewhere as a family, you know, um, I already start showering first because I know I take longer. I don't know why, but I take longer, you know, makeup and whatever. So I already plan. I think I always plan right. But in the end, I'm always the last because my daughter comes to me for her hair, for her clothes. I look after the dog, whatever. And very often when we sit in the car, I go like, shoot, I forgot to go to the toilet because I, I just don't take the time. And, and it's those moments where I'm now training myself, hey, I need to go to the bathroom first, you know, because this is important. It's a basic <laughs> necessity, but not doing it makes me put everyone else before me. And that's not how I want it anymore. So you need to train yourself and you need to become aware of those moments. Hey, oh, I was doing it again. Okay, next time I'll watch out and I won't do it again. Because you're very, very right. You know, the saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. And then people go like, yeah, sure I can. But let's be honest, if you're drained, if you're tired, if you're grumpy, if you're, you haven't washed your hair in a long time or whatever, or you didn't go to the bathroom, you're not happy company. You're gonna, you know, growl at your kids. You're gonna snap. You're gonna become angry very soon. So if there is not 100% to give because you didn't put yourself first, you didn't recharge, you didn't look after yourself, there is so much less love to give. Whereas if you look after yourself first and you recharge and you really feel great, then there is so much more love to give. So basically I'm trying to say is looking after yourself is looking after everyone else better as well because you make sure that there is more to give of you instead of the drained person that is not a fun to be around. Yvonne, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Before we end, could you share with listeners how they can learn more about you and your work? Yes, my pleasure. Um, it, if anybody has any questions around this, please reach out. And I just want to say I've battled with this for over 15 years, right? So for me, no question, no situation, nothing is going to shock me or is going to be strange. Um, and if you feel you, you need someone to talk to or you just have a question, please feel free to reach out. Because like I said, it is really my mission. Um, and woman to woman, I really want to help you. So how can you best get in contact with me? I think the easiest is to just to go to my website. And my website is amaze uh, with a hyphen yourself.com. So it's amazeyourself.com. Just reach out. I'm here for you. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for your time. Absolute my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to leave a review or share it with someone you love. 
If you are a married woman and have narcissistic parents, I have a Facebook community just for you. It is a safe space to learn about narcissism and heal and support fellow single breakers. The link for it is in this episode's description. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.